Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are here on another date with my girlfriend, Emily. Hello. <laughs> so, but also eating cheese and crackers and stuff. So this is going to be a bit asmr for some, but I just like to wine and dine people. Uh, but, I appreciate it. I but really without do. the wine, we've got iced tea. That's okay. I'm happy with iced tea. So Emily and I have known each other for a very, well, would we say very long time? How many years has it been? About six years ago now. I was the year above you. You were a year above me and I definitely felt a very strong connection and bond from you from like the minute that I met you. Aww. But I still feel like it was quite, because I met you once I was like technically an adult, I sort of still feel like you're a new friendship yeah yeah the strength and the depth of our friendship feels like i've known you forever because i feel like it's we've been through a lot together and that's probably mm. why so we went to full-time dance together and we used to do youtube videos together <laughs> and you were gonna be a youtube star when we were in full-time i don't know what came over me to think <laughs> i am the next big thing but here i am now with a podcast instead it's called evolution oh yeah it's yeah. called growth i love there's this one where you and i were doing a q a about um full-time dance yes. and little little us you were like oh, Oh, yeah, you don't really go there to make friends. Oh, and God. I'm just grimacing. I'm looking at you like, bitch, what the fuck am I? Yeah, but you were, oh, you were the truest of true friends. Aww. Absolutely. I definitely had, I think there was, there was another person talking behind that. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we were also very competitive at the time. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of had to be. I think you and I, we were also kind of pitted against each other at times as well. Which I hated more than anything. Which, and I also kind of find it funny because we were very, very close friends in the studio. And yet it was like suddenly like people were trying to make us rivals. Yes, and we were refusing. So it was like we were trying to like push against these barriers that were like Mm -hmm. trying to, yeah. Especially when I was in third year, there were like a few times where it was kind of like, it's going to be Emily or Tilly. We had the conversations being like, oh, if you got something over me, I'd be so supportive like yeah i'm gonna try beat you but i'm gonna be, if you <laughs> I get love it, I'm you. Gonna be so happy for it's you it's like i love you but i want this yeah and <laughs> yeah. We, we had that chat so many times i remember and so when they it did start happening and we were kind of like jesus why are they doing yeah this? we always i think because we were so brutally honest with each other and open with each other mm. that kind of was acted as a shield yeah it's kind of shocking how close we were able to maintain our friendship during that <laughs> when you look at the way that uh patriarchal society pits the way that they pit women against each other Mm -hmm. and the women aren't allowed to sort of align with each other and they have to always be against each other and they're competing yeah and that i felt like that kind of that was just so ripe and so apparent it was so hard for other people to be to share other people's success it was so much jealousy so much bitterness there was this rivalry that i felt like didn't need to be there absolutely not Mm. and i don't think i don't think i was ever jealous of you because I think we also, we definitely have different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And we were able to recognize that. Absolutely. But I feel like at the same time, we were out, we were so, we were our own people. Mm. And it's that, it's that classic kind of thing where you can't all be the same. Otherwise the mm. world would be a pretty fucking boring place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that with, with you and with our friendship and also without us having, even though we had very similar goals, us as artists and performers, we were completely different. Mm, and, and I find it so funny now looking back as well, because 
our lives have had very different trajectories when it comes to performing arts that it's kind of like what was the point of all of that to begin with because we've had different successes in different ways exactly 100%. yeah and I think it's it was I used to always look at you and if I was watching you perform you were you would inspire me and there were parts about yeah and the way that you approach something or the way that like you offered something in you know an acting scene or just anything you know the way you would hit a certain accent when you dance you know it's like that when you watch people and you go wow that was amazing I'm gonna try and like not copy them or I'm not gonna try and steal their you know Mm. their personality but But I'm gonna take that yeah yeah, and I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna actually use that Mm. to try and benefit me I grew the quickest yeah through watching other people with positive connotations as opposed to negative I remember when I first heard you sing for the first time um because it wouldn't have been great no 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 I I was like (laughs) floored because you got up and everyone was kind of like oh yeah like she's a singer like I think she did like school productions and stuff and then you sang what's that song from ghost yeah, oh, I sang um, with, you. with You. With You, yeah. And I was like, jaw to the floor. <laughs> and I had a moment where I was like, holy fuck, okay. Oh, and then I, being me, I also had a slightly competitive moment of, I need to look out for her. <laughs> I was so, I was so nervous And then I got over day. that really quickly. I was like my dream for two years because mm. I had, um, you know, I had friends and all the sisters' friends who had gone to the school and I'd gone to see all their showcase. I'd watched mm-hmm. you for like a year already. And so I knew all of you. I was it was kind of like that creepy fan. Yeah, when you're just like I know. Well, and that's I had to really play funny. Cool and pretend like I didn't know any of you when I knew exactly who all of you were. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so nervous that day when I sang for the first time because I, I was shaking and I remember just being so because I admired everyone in the room so much and mm-hmm. everyone was so talented. It was so good, oh. so good. And then another like older sister moment for me was coming back to see your final show after yes. I'd graduated. And seeing you do the dance to Dirty Diana. That number uh, was, like, it was a love-hate relationship with that number because I broke my wrist rehearsing oh, yeah. that number. I had this, not trauma, but I did have a bit of trauma Well, yeah, you'd it. be holding yourself back. And because I was in denial in those days leading up to the lockdown, I was dancing on a broken wrist and I was rehearsing oh. and rehearsing that number with a broken wrist and it was so painful. Isn't that just such a typical, like, dance industry thing to do, yeah. though? Yeah. I was the same. In my first year, I tore my syndesmosis ligament, which holds your tibia and fibula together. Shit. And... Oh. It like my ankle was literally like black. I did end up in a moon boot, but for about like five days before even going to a doctor about anything, I was like, "It's fine. Mm. It's fine. It, I can keep going." It was this. It was this fear, this paralyzing fear of no, no, I'm not injured. I'm not yeah. injured because you kind of were scared of what it meant. Yeah. For not just like now but you were like oh my god it, you would catastrophize you're like i'm never gonna dance again yeah literally i remember going, like it, and it was there. in like the first term of me being there as well and yeah, i sat down with oh the director of the studio and she was like okay remove your shoes so i can have a look at it and i did and she was like tilly what the fuck like you should not be walking on this right now mm. like it was green and black that's like, what i did and everyone was saying to me mm. rest stop, yeah sit. but i was so no i'm gonna keep going it's like you've got your blinders on yes. and you're just like tunnel vision. Yes. I need to get to the end and just like persevere and make it good and mm-hmm. like be successful that you don't actually stop and make a moment for yourself to yes. be like, wait, no, you need to take care of yourself just for one second. And it just, it wasn't feasible. It wasn't necessary. And it was just not in any way helping me. 
And I found that that's the way I would respond to all injuries, not just that oh, injury. Oh, yeah. After COVID, I feel like we've had a huge pivotal shift in the way that we see... Um, yeah, performing the arts. Indi- not, yeah, stuff, performing yeah. arts in the industry. It's If there is... There is a little bit more lenience. People are mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you need to look after yourself because your home, yeah. your body is your vessel, your body is your tool. And I think a few, even a few years ago, it was very much you can, you know, sleep when you're dead. You can, mm-hmm. you'll be fine, push through. And I feel like it has changed a little bit, which I am quite grateful for because it means that we can now pri- actually prioritize mental health and mm. it's actually taken seriously. It's actually seen as something that's important. I don't thank COVID for like anything, but I thank it for the fact that it's kind of put that mentality in my, like, you know, like actually learning to take care of myself and stuff like that. I was really keen to have you on an episode because I feel like when it comes to mental health and like also different, like, I mean, so many different aspects in life, like you and I can talk about pretty much anything, but I feel like we have our best conversations about mental health and sexuality and like, embracing who you are and finding your confidence and I think that's why I cherish our relationship so much because I feel like we can just be open about these things together I feel like people aren't very open about sexuality and stuff like that as well as a woman coming to terms with sexuality was that an entirely different story for you I mean definitely not within the industry I've Mm -hmm. always felt so supported by other artists um when they have found out that I am queer. I say that I, I identify as queer. I say queer mm-hmm. because like I originally was saying bisexual, but to be mm-hmm. honest, I, I people will be like, oh, so you don't like, you know, you don't like these people, you don't like that people. I'm like, honestly, I don't really know. Yeah, I'm yeah. still figuring it out. So I like to say queer because I think it's a nice blanket term. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people do find out that I'm queer in the dance industry, they're, they're so beautiful, so supportive. So, and also so unresponsive, which I also like. That's good. You know, but it's more, it was more the very, very much so internalized shame yeah of coming to terms with my sexuality i was 18 when i sort of first made the connection that i might you know have like women mm-hmm. as well as men and there was a trend going around that was um white girl starter packs oh my god girl, like you know those starter i know packs exactly what you like mean the photos of like yeah. all the things and i remember this one that was trending a white girl starter pack was like drives a hyundai i30 um <laughs> has these highlighters where uses this lip balm and is bisexual and i remember looking you're at like that. it's me but i was like I, I, i've just sort of made the connection that there was a chance that i that i liked women I was freaking out because I wasn't sure. I was so confused. Just had no idea. And then seeing that, because my biggest fear, my biggest fear was if I were to tell someone and they wouldn't believe me. Oh, yeah. Or if I were to tell someone and then realize it was a, it was a, it was a phase phase, or whatever. And then have to tell people, JK, never mind. Like that was my biggest fear. Um, other people's perception lol yeah. and then that white girl starter pack photo came up on my feed and <laughs> you're I was like, like this oh meme- my god <laughs> you're like this meme's telling me I'm bi I must be bi <laughs> well it was that but it was also the, I didn't want to be a white girl starter pack I right. didn't want to be seen or depicted as someone who was jumping on a bandwagon or saying they were bisexual <laughs> just because it was cool or, or you know which is so stupid to me because who the fuck would voluntarily want to be a part of a minority group that has been subject <laughs> to literal oppression for years like who wants that like I don't get yeah. it but anyway yeah. that was my biggest well yeah. I remember when you like quote unquote like came out yeah. or whatever to me and you came, the way you said it was so funny to me because you were like I can't even uh, remember how I, I remember you. it so clearly because <laughs> I was like wait hold on because you were like I've got a crush on somebody in the studio and I was like oh my god, oh my god. and my mind <laughs> my mind immediately was like 
Cameron. <laughs> because because I was like, he's the Sorry, only. Sorry, Cameron. I don't I was mean like, to laugh. He's the only straight guy here. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I was like, when the fuck did that happen? And then you were like, no, 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 no. And you said the girl's name, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah sure. Which you did. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so funny. I forgot that I told you that. But thing. I was so, also like, okay. That's <laughs> but like, yeah. Immediately, I was like, really, Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> No, we I love, love you, Cameron. Cameron. If you're listening, I love you. You're an absolute stand-up le- legend. Stand-up He's going to be one of the dates. Yeah. So. Incredible, incredible guy. Uh, just, yeah, sorry. She she liked a woman then. Uh, yeah, at that time when I was in full-time and I was suddenly, you know, thrust into just not no longer being in high, in high school. I was in a relationship as well when I was in high school mm. for the whole of my year 12. And then I found out, I like sort of made a realisation that I might be bi and then I broke up with that person and then I went into full-time. So I was, like, in this huge, like, evolutionary, like, new year, new me. Ew, I hate that saying. But that, <laughs> I was very much that and I was figuring out who I was. Full-time really gave me... To express yourself. That that time to express myself and to figure out who I was unapologetically. The industry was actually mm. a really safe space where I felt like I could really explore who I was, mm-hmm. um, whether it be through my art or just through self-expression. But there was definitely still a bit of internalized shame of mm. like, oh man, I've made this so much harder for myself. Why have I? Why have I chosen this? Yeah, you know, but it's chosen. like it's not a choice. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it took a while for me to really come to terms with the fact that no, 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 this was never a choice. This yeah. is a part of who I am. Yeah, and I'm really grateful now to say that I'm so proud of that part of myself. Good. Um, I feel like the dance industry is so interesting in how it has shaped people and how we can say that because mm. I feel like. I definitely wouldn't be the person who I am today if I didn't go through like full-time dance and stuff like that as well. I think about the person who I was before that and I'm just kind of like, oh, she's so different. Like I definitely found my voice and my confidence through that. I 100% attest to that. I remember when you graduated and I actually, I saw, I remember just being so proud of you because I I could see you were your own person and you left as your, you you left so sure of yourself Mm. and I was so excited for you because you were just... When I met you, you were still confident, but you had... You I was were, a bit more quiet. You were, you were quiet. You were... I think also you were trying to please other people by being quiet. Uh, yeah. And then by the end of it, you were so much more apologetically yourself, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. Because I was like, yes, go chilly. Like, no, it was just such a nice I agree. thing I was see. having this conversation with my bestie, Gemma, on our episode, which will come out the week before <laughs> this one. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that, you should. But, um, yeah, we were talking about how, like, we evolve and stuff and how... I definitely used to be much more quiet than I am now, mm. but like I was always myself, but I was just like hiding a bit. Yeah. And I think I can thank performing arts for helping me with that, which yeah. is really nice. But yeah, just finding your confidence in general is so interesting. I like, yeah. that's why I'm like, if I were to ever have kids one day, that's not <laughs> your face when you said that. <laughs> I was like, ugh, not anytime soon, Ew, please. <laughs> but also, I'm just like, <laughs> like so I'd funny. I'd want them to do performing arts, but I'm also like, no pressure. But Are you gonna be that dance mom? <laughs> no, no. If anything, I'd be like, okay, if you need to stop, yeah, that's okay too. It's okay to stop. It's okay to fail. We don't use the word fail in this house. It's called you need a moment. It's you all need right. Some time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, but. <laughs> not anytime soon I feel like that's also another funny thing where we're at in life now and like being comfortable with not wanting the same things as like people around us and stuff like that yeah. I am now 25 mm. shocking when we met I was what 
19. Yeah, because I was 18. Like, no, yeah, I was 19, mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, I'm now at a point where I'm like, oh, the people around me are like settling down, getting married, having kids. And I'm like, well, I just got out of a long-term relationship and I'm now dating people on a podcast. Nice. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely – I have now – I could list a lot of people that I – went to school with or that I'm friends with who have gotten married, who are ha- who have had kids, who are engaged, who are buying a house, who are doing all mm. these things. And there are times where I do sort of think like, should I, should, should I be Is this, this what I want? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I have so much more to do before I do those things. Not to say that doing those things now is wrong. No. For those people who are doing those things right now, look at you go. Amazing. Yeah. So happy for you. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I, it is very interesting where I thought I would be yeah. when I was a kid, when I thought, what I, you know, where I would be at this age. It's complete, it is completely so different. different. So different. However, I mean, I also is... thought I'd be an Academy Award winner at 25 <laughs> and that it hasn't happened yet. It could still happen, but I just think it's not at all what I pictured for myself. However, it is exactly what I need and it's exactly what I want and mm-hmm. I could not be more happy or more content with where my with life where is you right are. now. And that's so funny how the world works out like that. Even a year ago, if you told me I was working back in like the performing arts industry, I probably wouldn't believe you. And so it's kind of nice to like, to like feel like I've come full circle and I'm at a place where I'm really comfortable and I'm still like, I'm working with the people who I wanted to work with when I was like 18. Mm. It might be in a different way, but I'm actually loving it just as much as I thought I would, you know, which Which is is so so nice. It's just fantastic. So when it comes to dating, do you have like, I mean, everyone has a type in some way. Mm. Does yours differ between men and women or do you feel like they kind of morph? It does. Men, I have a very specific type. Mm-hmm. It's quite funny. Okay. <laughs> Whereas women, I I could not give, I could not try and describe my type. It's, I definitely am attracted to more of a masculine energy. Yeah. Not And when I say masculine, I don't mean the stereotypes surrounding masculine. I mean like strength. Yeah. That, 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 that strong and silent strength that a person has within themselves that is a bit of a masculine quality, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, that is sort of the common denominator that I've found or like the, the one common trait amongst all the people I've ever sort of dated or been attracted to. They're the opposite to me. I'm such a loud person. I'm a big natural extrovert. But the people that I would consider my quote unquote type are the opposite. But then do They're you think like you bring type. out that side of them and they bring out like more of a calm side of you? I do. I do actually think, op- I do believe in opposites attract. Whereas with men, it's quite, uh, <laughs> Straight and narrow. Well, not yeah, not exactly straight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's definitely like a specific. It's a specific physical type. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whereas with women, it's just fucking all bets are off. What was like your biggest turning point in your dating life? I mean, when I was eighteen, I did get cheated on, and that was really shit. Yeah, I was, and at such a young age too. I was very young, and I was in love, and it was also right at the end of year twelve and everything when it happened, and it was also my birthday around mm. the time it happened. So it was like, it was just a, a mainly the bad the, the timing, if anything, made it even worse than what it probably would have been. Experiencing that was really interesting and a big pivotal moment in my life because it wasn't necessarily the relationship itself it's Um, probably just like the the, basis of knowing that that's it was the depletion of self-worth that yeah the disrespect yeah so the fact that someone that it was the first time that i'd really opened up trusted someone shared more than than i have with 
anyone at that point in my life. And yeah. so for someone who I trusted and for someone for, to, you know, for that to happen, I felt just completely depleted of self-worth and I had mm. to build it back and building it back. That experience was very, very, um, it really stuck with me and it has definitely shaped the way that I, you know, see dating, the way that I see love, the way that I see relationships in that I now know exactly what I'm worth. I now know my, I now value my self-worth and I hold it very close to me Mm -hmm. um, because it took me so long to get it back. But I am in a way glad that it happened because it Mm -hmm. really did teach me a lot about myself. And the person who did cheat on me is a wonderful person. Yeah. They were a great person. They were just another kid who, who made a mistake. I'm definitely now a lot more unapologetic about my expectations and about sort of just who just who I am like I sort of will mm-hmm. be a bit more like no 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 this is kind of my expectations this is, standard. This is my standard and yeah. if you're not gonna meet that that's okay I wish you a very pleasant life but I'm gonna move on what lesson took you the longest to unlearn for me I think it's one of those ones yeah. like just being like unapologetically myself and doing that is okay and if they like you they like you if they don't they don't there's nothing you can do to change that yep oh yeah that that was one big one especially when I was growing up like when I was in school the the mantra you are enough what red flags do you look out for and then also what red flags do you think you have oh dirty fingernails (gasps) (laughs) same i'm sorry but that's what i I don't think about but that's like deep rooted inside me it is it is a big big red flag i've got a story about this and i think the more i think about it and also like if the guy if He's like sitting down next to me and I like turn to look at him and he's got like heaps of earwax. That, no. Like, you know, I'm like, no. sweetie, bikes and cotton buds. You can get Literally. environmentally friendly ones online. Exactly, and just get exactly. In there. But no, dirty fingernails is so true because That's I remember one, when I was probably like 12, 13, my sister was going out with this guy and they had, they were a really long term relationship. Mm. I never liked him. <laughs> and. One day we were like sitting, having breakfast and dad put out like a plate of bacon for everyone to help themselves to. It was the last piece of bacon and he picks it up with his fingers and I can see the dirt under his nails. He puts it down in his plate, cuts it in half, picks it up again and puts the other half down on my plate. And I think about it. These are tongs. I think about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think not respecting boundaries. Oh yeah. Not respecting boundaries is really big for me. That comes with a big sense of entitlement and arrogance that I just cannot, that just won't fit in my space. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. What makes you think you can cross this boundary? Yeah. Yeah. The audacity. Yeah. What do you look for? Someone who loves dogs. Oh yeah. Um, No, even more of a green flag. If dogs like them. Yes. Oh my God. This is a thing. Mm -hmm. If pets like the person you're dating, I'm sorry. Green flag all the way. They are a safe energy to be around. If an animal doesn't like a person, I'm immediately like... I'm skeptical. What have you done? Well, especially dogs. Cats, whatever. Like, cats Cats. can be weird. Cats are hoes. If a dog doesn't... (laughs) If a dog immediately doesn't like someone, I'm like, what's 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 going going on? People who lift you up. Oh, yeah. And not make you feel small. Physically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Full bench press. Let's go. (laughs) How much do you gym? Let me see. (laughs) Let's test it. Also, a big green flag for me is people who, because in my mind, a relationship is not necessarily you and the partner all the time. It is Mm -hmm. you as an individual. You're both individual people 
whom make your lives more enhanced and more enriched. And I think a big green flag for me is a person who understands that and who respects that at times need my space. People who respect that and who are like, yeah, yeah, all good. And who trust me enough to be like, yeah, you go away, do your own thing. I'll see you soon. I love that. Yeah. That I love. That's a big green flag. Yeah, I love that. And I love a person who wants to see you succeed. Yes, absolutely. You know, like they're not trying to critique your every move. And they're not threatened by your success as well. Yes! Mm -hmm. That is a huge thing. Funnily enough, that's actually hard to find. Yeah, (laughs) shockingly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially with when you're in the arts industry, it's a very confusing industry if you have never really been around it before when you're dating really I, it's always been a real challenge a content or a real contender <laughs> i can agree i yeah. agree yeah. this is just my personal experience like mm-hmm. i'll with this industry you do often have to sacrifice a lot there isn't very much stability in this and job it's, it's very and it's very fast moving once you get like yes. your, your foot in the door opportunities start coming your way you do kind of have to take them you have to make them a priority yeah and people who don't understand that that's fine mm-hmm. but people often are, a lot of the time people will be like you don't make me a priority you get your you're i think you're a workaholic you care more about your work than anything yeah oh like, i experienced yeah, that too like, that's, yeah like that's your opinion i'm sorry that you feel this way i totally understand that you clearly need more than what i'm giving you i'm sorry mm-hmm. that i can't give you everything you need we're cl- we've clearly reached an impasse here I don't think we should see each other anymore. Da, 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 da. Like mm. it's that that has happened a couple of times. Same. <laughs> Finding someone honestly who can be patient and understanding. Mm-hmm. I feel like the industry itself is like kind of sexualized in a way. You know, as dancers, it's like we often have to do some sort of dance where it's like a little bit sexual and it's, you know, some people are really weird about it. I feel like it can go either way. Like if I'm dating somebody, they'll either express their discomfort or they will run with it. You know what I mean? Or like, I've had so many guys be like, oh, so you're a dancer. Yeah. So, you know, and like yeah. take it in that way. And I'm like, no. Like immediately that for no. me, that's a bit of a red flag. If yeah. they are like, oh. So like, you're flexible. Oh my God. That's yeah. always the one, isn't it? Like, so you oh, can dance So me. you can do the splits yeah. uh, every time. As soon as that happens, I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for your time. I think we're going to cut the interview here. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I've been quite lucky though. I've rarely had people be like insecure about that. Oh, yeah. A lot of the time, um, people who I've dated have been, um, they've been like the proud mom filming. Like, I you're love doing that. great, sweetie. Yeah. So yeah. by that point, if I'm already dating them, we have a trust. Yeah. And when I'm dancing up on a stage, and if I might be in, you know, a, a skimpy costume, if they're insecure about that, I mean, like, that's, like, yeah. that, that's normally when I'm actually properly in a relationship with someone, they don't feel that because we've already established that, that trust kind of and trust. foundational, um, mm. you know, just, yeah, we've already laid the groundwork so that by the time they see me on stage in a costume, maybe being a little doing commercial dance or maybe sort of being a little bit sexual they're not threatened by that because we have built that relationship foundation yeah and i find that if i'm if anyone that i do end up still being in a relationship with that gets threatened i'm like yeah well that's not gonna work because i'm not dealing yeah with that, that's I'm a conversation that it's like you it's kind of shocking how many times we've had to have that with people you mm-hmm. know like trying to justify like it's just a job at the end of the day. Like I'm a professional yeah. and it's the same as if like I were a tradie and I decided to take my shirt off on a hot day and like build something, you know, yeah. it's like just, I'm doing, I'm wearing like a little less clothing, but I'm still doing my job. 
like, you know, like, like I feel a bit insulting. You don't need I'm to. Like, so you think so little of me that if someone, you know, if someone saw me or because obviously people will, or if someone hit on me or if someone was inappropriate with me while I was at work you think I would respond to that positive yeah in a positive way like I'm here to do a job yeah but also I find it so funny like I'm speaking from somebody who's really just dated straight men you know it's kind of like I'm stereotyping here with straight men who have like made that assumption about me and my working industry I'm kind of like well, also, you're saying this like you frown upon the sex work industry when I know that you also buy into it. Mm-hmm. You support so, it. You support that industry. So, like, why is it a judgment of me mm. in a different industry that you just can't get past? Yeah, it sort of upsets me in two ways. The first way, in that exactly how you describe through frowning and judging negatively on being sexual mm-hmm. for a job. Yeah. That pisses me off because there is nothing wrong with being sexual. There's nothing wrong with Especially when it. you promote and endorse an industry like you if you mm-hmm. watch porn if you you know have ever hired a sex worker before or like you know yeah been to a strip club you are endorsing that industry that exactly. you are judging so harshly we've been to strip clubs together <laughs> that was great oh we had God. so much fun <laughs> yeah, but the other reason in that i am very proud of my art I'm yeah i'm proud of my performing yeah. i'm very proud of my dancing even when i am in a club on a podium mm-hmm. i take it very seriously yeah because it's my job you're getting you know, paid to I'm be there yeah. yeah i'm being paid to entertain people you don't understand or respect my art form yeah that is a red flag (laughs) for me absolutely it's even the same like going to different dance classes and posting the footage and stuff it's like you're doing like this for attention it's like no like it's a passion yeah it's an expression of my artistry and yeah and it's also like my training yeah and also i feel like the performing arts industry uses social media so much to like promote things or for people to get their faces out there and stuff like that and it's kind of like if I weren't posting how would people know that I still do it mm. you know yeah for sure instead of being coming a troll or a bully and and judging them and insulting them online which is cowardly by the way mm-hmm. just unfollow them and yeah just, you know be like okay I don't want to see that it's such a waste of energy yeah such a waste of and energy it's, and you're bringing that person down who probably you know had to really work themselves up and pump themselves up to, to do to, what they are to doing. To post something like yeah. that. Yeah, to share. When you share a part of yourself, when you share dancing, it's you're vulnerable. sharing your vulnerability. Being sexual and showing your sexuality can be such a powerful, amazing thing. I think it's powerful, yeah. Yeah, I think people can be very quick to just immediately go hide behind a screen and insult and troll mm-hmm. when all you have to do, babe, is just unfollow. Just unfollow, like yeah. <laughs> or like everyone thinks they... Are allowed to critique as well yes and it's just kind of like look you're allowed an opinion sometimes i don't need to hear it though it's definitely social media has definitely create given us given everyone a microphone oh yeah and it's um <laughs> look at us a on a more, podcast oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's made it a lot more acceptable and accessible mm-hmm. for people to be able to speak their minds express their opinions but it's also being used to weaponize five years ago when we were in full time mm-hmm. dancing together every day um what is something you wish you spent more time doing? Ooh. Because I think okay. you and I have both kind of discussed previously, we did shut out a lot of other things in our lives yeah. during that time because we were so focused. For sure. Um, I wish that I was placing more value into the other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Obviously sacrificing a lot, dancing every day, training really hard, working really hard. I don't regret it because it's the hardest I've ever worked and I'm very proud of it. What I was doing so much was placing all of my worth, all of my value into my dance. There are so many other aspects of my life 
that bring me so much joy, so much fulfillment, and that add so much value. Mm. And I had no idea while I was in full time. And so I do think I wish I placed more value into those other things. Whenever I was spending time with my family or going to see a movie with my friends, all I could think about was how guilty I felt that I wasn't training right Yes, now. I felt that a lot too. All I could think about was the shame that I wasn't training. Yeah, I was always like constantly like, why am I enjoying this TV show when I could be watching such and such, yeah. which will help me improve. And yeah. like tomorrow I can come back in and be a better student, better dancer, like all of those things. So I would spend... Like, never spend, doing something nice for yourself. If you would ask me now, I could think of 20 things yeah. in the last two days that I have done, you know, that have brought me joy and value and inspiration and all these things. But because I was just training so hard and so focused on everything that people were telling me to do in the dance world, and there was just no room for anything else... Mm. Isn't this so funny, like, sitting here recording this, knowing we did that YouTube video together, what, like, five years ago? (laughs) Our answers are just so different now. Now that we're older and we're very understanding of everything Mm -hmm. now, like, uh, yeah, I feel like our lives are so different and how we look at things are so different. Well, I'm hoping you can come back to do another episode because, and then it's kind of also, like, Let's see if our answers change again kind yeah. of thing. Let's give it's it like another time, five years. It's like a time capsule. <laughs> it is though. That's why I really like doing it because it's <laughs> kind of like I can – even with like the first season, I look at some of the things I was talking about with like the first season was very mental health based yeah. and um, coming out of COVID and yeah. learning about myself and my relationship and all of those sorts of things. And I look back at that already and I'm kind of like, oh, like you're going to be okay, Aww. you know? And so, and so now with season two, it's nice to have those like kinds of conversations with a lot of people who I'm close with. And then there's yeah. some people who I'm like, oh, this is genuinely like us getting to know each other as well. Yeah. And just being like taking, it's kind of like giving each other advice and like opening up yeah. conversations. And it's just nice to see like the evolution of that. 100%. It is a time capsule. Oh, I'm so proud of how far we've come. I'm proud of you. Oh no, I'm proud of you. (laughs) But no, genuinely, like, it's cool seeing how far we've come. Yeah, it really is. And I feel really grateful that we are still in each other's lives. And I feel really grateful to be a part of this. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like and subscribe. You know where to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. And we just joined threads. Follow us at hotmess underscore podcast on all of those things. And yeah, if you liked having Emily on, you can vote for her to come back for a second date via our Instagram page. (laughs) So let us know. She might come back for another app. Anyways, thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been fun. I've I've actually had so much fun. I'm in my cheese. I'm drinking my iced tea. This is a good time. Let's hope for round two. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.